We're coming up with illustrations to help emphasize our point on this holiday series. Our holiday series is called Jesus is dot dot dot. And today in particular, it is Jesus is your friend. So, I'm going to do a little activity, very activity based here at Refresh. So we're going to play four picks, one word. All right, here we go. Wait for it. I've started easy and we'll go slowly harder. All right, here we go. First one. Oh, sign, Renata. Oh, Ash, was it? Nice. All right, here we go. Second one. Water. In the middle over there. Here we go. Next one. Crank. Very good. Last one, last one. Oh. Let's try that again. Anyway, <laughs> the last one was, I don't know, Neil, if you click on that, it might freshen up. There we go. The last one. No. Indicate. Cam, I heard your voice first. Beautiful. Four picks, one word. Why use that as an illustration? Well, this Jesus' series, there are many different compartments to Jesus, and the four picks, one word illustrates it beautifully. That You use four picks to get the one answer, and hopefully... Over the next three weeks, we're going to unravel that a bit for you. If you're a child of the 90s, you would have watched at some point this show. Friends, bunch of people in, I think it's New York, isn't it ladies? New York, someone help me out. They're in New York? Yeah, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> they're in New York and they get up to all kinds of mischief as well as playing in a fountain. We'll be friends forever. We're going to be friends forever. We will always be true. Scrubs, late 90s, early 2000s TV show, bunch of people, all friends, getting together, and they're, as the song said, they're going to be friends forever. Master, I don't think you quite realise what you've got here, so why don't you just illuminate whilst I illuminate the possibilities. Alright, never had a friend like me, for those of you who are Disney fans, that one's from the movie Aladdin. Never had a friend like me. What I want to do is open up with a chapter in Luke. For those of you playing at home, we are recording this, by the way, so if you make some good crowd noise and then pick up a mic, it sounds great on the internet. Um, Luke 19, 1 to 10. And a lot of you will know this story because it's quite popular. And it's about a really short dude. He entered Jericho. This is talking about Jesus. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. Let's continue on. 
Verses 4 and 5, So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. The he he's talking about is Jesus. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. And we'll continue on. Six and seven. So he hurried, came down, and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He was gone, going to be in the... He was gone in... That's a spelling mistake, I think. Sorry about that. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And then it finishes off the story. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the, and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half, half of my goods I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Quick story. Now, when I, whenever I read the Bible, in particular little stories like this, and it must be the quirky way that my mind works, but I always give the characters voices, and they often link into a movie or a TV show at some point. So I picture Zacchaeus more like, a, for the adults in the audience, Danny DeVito type character. He's about four foot nothing, he's balding, and he sort of has a gravelly voice, which I can't do. But a sort of Danny DeVito type character, and then everyone else around him is just the usual crowd in the scene. So here we have Zacchaeus. He's... Four foot nothing, as I mentioned. And I picture him as the type of person that is extremely famous in the society that he's in. So he'll rock up at a red carpet event with two girls on his arm. He'll be walking along the red carpet with his sunnies on. Flashes going in his eyes. And when he gets interviewed by the next person to interview him, he talks in the third person. Or the Zach's so good, or the Zach's done this, or Zacchaeus is awesome. But he wasn't. He wasn't. Now, as we continue on through the story, we hear that Jesus is coming to town. We hear that Jesus is making a fuss. Jesus has a group of people around him, and that's who Zacchaeus wanted to tap into, so to speak. He wanted to show that with this group of people that he was popular. So Zacchaeus decided... Right, I have to be a part of this. I have to find out what's going on. So Zacchaeus takes off and goes to meet Jesus. And as we said, he's dented Vito, so he's only four foot tall, and he runs up to the crowd, and he can't see what's going on in the middle. It must be one direction. It must be someone famous to have all these people around him. But he can't get in just to catch a glimpse of Jesus. All he can see are the upper backs of people in front of him. So then, he works out that the crowd is slowly shuffling along. Slowly shuffling along. And they're heading sort of northeasty. And so he, he walks ahead of them and then spies up ahead a beautiful sycamore oak tree. Back in the day, the Roman government, in their, in their knowledge, lined the streets with these trees so they were easy to climb. So when parades and stuff were coming through the town, people were able to climb them. And that's what Zacchaeus did. He went up into the tree to see what was going on. 
Now Zacchaeus, I'm going to pause there for a second and just give you a bit of background on Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. A chief tax collector. This is the only time in the 66 books of the Bible that the word chief and tax collector are in the same sentence. Chief tax collector. Now what that means was that he started in the mailroom. He's been doing this gig for about 20 odd years. He's been working, ripping people off for about 20 old years. Squeezing as much money as he can get out of little old ladies for 20 odd years. You see, the way the tax system worked was Zacchaeus actually worked for the Roman government. And the Roman government laid down how much that Zacchaeus had to collect. Once he collected that, he then tagged on how much he wanted to earn. But Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector, which meant that he had a group of tax collectors under him. So if you work your way back down, you've got the Roman tax, you've got the tax of the tax collector, and then you've got the tax of the chief tax collector. So by the time that people received or gave their tax, there's not a lot left. And then in my head, I flash over to Robin Hood Men in Tights to the Sheriff of Rottingham, and he is destroying the bank accounts of the local villages. And then I come back to the story. But then Zacchaeus, up in the tree. Zacchaeus is up in the tree. This guy that's worth millions is up in the tree. For those of you that have seen any of the Iron Man movies, you've got... um, Mental blank. You've got the lead character and his house is up on the hill overlooking the beach. Tony Stark, thank you very much. Tony Stark is up on the hill and his house is overlooking the beach. The driveway of the house is filled with Audi R8s. That's how I picture Zacchaeus. That's how I picture Zacchaeus. His house is the most beautiful thing up on the top of Jerusalem hills. Driving an Audi R8 or he's wearing Nike sandals. I've got no idea. But Zacchaeus is up in a tree. And the next thing is awesome. The next thing, Jesus walks up under the tree and Zacchaeus hears what everybody, every human being longs to hear. Their name. Zacchaeus hears Jesus say, Zacchaeus. Now I'm not talking about when I say that every human being loves to hear. It's not like when you're a kid and you're in trouble from your mum. Um, when I was writing the sermon I had this particular story in mind I won't go into too much detail but all I heard in the backyard was Simon! and uh, the first thing I thought was uh, she found it (laughs) Um, I managed to get handprints of grease and this was when I was like I had a car so I must have been about 17 she found handprints of grease all around the bathroom And you know you're in trouble when your mum yells out Simon in a particular way. But the way Jesus called Zacchaeus was full of compassion. The way Jesus called Zacchaeus was a way of love. Zacchaeus, come down. Come down for I'm going to your house for tea or lunch or I'm just going to your house. And at that moment... You can picture Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito Zacchaeus with his big head going, take a look at me now. I have the guy 
who is causing this ruckus in the middle of town coming to my house. Check it out. Yeah. Pretty suave, pretty fly. And then they went home. And the Bible doesn't give direct conversation in this instance. Because I reckon if it did, we as humans would look at it and see it as a surefire way that we can convert someone to love Jesus. We would look at it as a surefire way that all we need to do is say this and someone will love Jesus. But it doesn't say anything about it. It says, after a period of time, Zacchaeus stands up and there's changed. The key, the key to the end of this story, the key to the end of this story is simply Jesus took the time to come to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus' house, spent time with him, listened to him, and then the change started to happen. It's not what they talked about. It was the person that Zacchaeus talked with. It's not what they talked about. It was the person that he was with. Now, the more I read Zacchaeus' story, the more I realise that I'm very much like Zacchaeus. The more I realise that Zacchaeus and I have a lot in common, not so much the short stuff, but I am short spiritually. There's so much stuff that goes into my life. There's so much stuff that fills up my calendar. There's so much stuff that distracts me from talking with Jesus. But there is so much more that stops me from having a relationship with him, just being with Jesus. And then the more I try to pursue him, the more stuff stops me. I try, I try and run after him, but there's always a crowd in between me and Jesus. I try and see him, just catch a glimpse of him. So I climb a tree. And it's that point, this is the cool bit, it's that point that Jesus takes the initiative. He says, what are you doing? Simon, come down. I'm coming to your place. I want to hang out. So... Like Zacchaeus, we've been playing this sin thing for way too long. We've got problems with weakness. We're, we're scarred, maybe even numb. We're hopeless and helpless. And we start to think that even Jesus couldn't set us straight. We're, we're tired, nothing's going right, nothing's changed. And people tell you probably won't. And then Jesus comes to our tree and says, come on now. Jesus isn't your accuser. He's not your persecutor. He's not even your judge. Jesus is your friend and he's your rescuer. It's time that we got down from our trees, went back with Jesus to our house and just hung out with him.
Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you're our friend and that you take the initiative and you rock up and you look up our tree and say, come on down, I want to spend time with you because, Lord, we just get so distracted by everything that happens around us. Even simply reading a Bible story in the Bible, you get distracted by all sorts of things. And, Lord, we just pray that you go with us in this holiday period. We thank you for allowing us to come and worship together. In your name, amen.